The first round of the World Cup is nearly over, and we look forward to the excitement of the knockout stages. Just before the tournament started, we spoke to Henry Stott from Warwick's Department of Psychology and Decision Technology about his predictions for the World Cup based on the analysis of over 4,500 international games. Um, Henry, when we spoke previously, your prediction was for Brazil to lift the trophy. Do you still see Brazil as the favourites? Oh Yeah, I think very much so. Um, I mean, currently, uh, as of this morning, they have about a 19.5% chance of winning. Um, and uh, that uh, compares with about 14% uh, percent at the start of the tournament. So um, as, the ga- as the games have progressed, uh, they have obviously uh, got one or two dangers out of the way and uh, their probability has gone up. But it's still uh, short of what the bookmakers are saying. The implicit odds uh, in the, um, well, the implicit probabilities in the bookmakers' odds is about 25% uh, and higher. So um, I think uh, people are still being a little overconfident for Brazil, but they're definitely the favourites. Um, which teams have outperformed your predictions? Um, it's interesting. I think, I mean, as a general comment, the actual tournament itself has been a very predictable tournament mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that um, I think uh, for our predictions, about 70% of the games so far have sort of gone to the fa- favorite team, which is quite unusual. Usually um, it's more in the sort of 50, 55% range. Mm. Uh, and so then the same is also true of bookmakers' odds. The favorite in the bookmakers' odds has been the one that has generally won. So in that sense, it's um, been sort of quite um, uh, down the line, as it were. Uh, I think in terms of people who've um, come up, though, uh, in our estimations, I think Argentina is a notable one. Again, there. Um, we they started off the tournament with about a, f- a 5% chance of listing the trophy, and now they're up to about 10%. So uh, that's been great for them. But again, bookmakers' odds are, have them at about 22%. So, um, percent. so there's kind of been an overreaction there, I think, as well. But uh, yeah, certainly Argentina have, um, have looked good, um, and um, one or two teams have sort of fallen away as well, I think, uh, in our estimations. So France is currently struggling a bit. Obviously, the checks are out, and we had fancied them. There are a couple of examples. I mean, just looking through the, the predictions that you made, um, the, the names that stand out in terms of the, the lower percentages are Australia, Ecuador, um, Ghana. Both Ecuador and Australia have performed very, very well on the pitch and um, probably well deserve their place in the next round. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're really pleased with uh, the Australian performance. I think in that whole group, I mean, again, it, it remains the case that uh, if you look at uh, sort of Sweden down, uh, including all the teams that are still in uh, with a chance, uh, but are sort of not necessarily in the top 10 uh, that you would choose uh, going into the last um, uh, 16, um, there's still a sort of 12% chance of one of those teams lifting the trophy. So that, that in that sense, makes that group of teams uh, the second favourite to win, <laughs> yeah. if you take them cumulatively. And so that's sort of still a good indication of how sort of open the tournament is. With Brazil still as favourites, looking at the performances so far, where do you see the major challenges as coming from? Well, in the next round, uh, Brazil will be playing Ghana, so uh, presumably that should be a reasonably high probability game for them to win. Uh, and from there, their next game is most likely going to be Spain. There's about a 60% chance of the quarterfinal being uh, Spanish for them. Now, that will be, I think, a tougher match. Uh, Spain is a team that uh, we uh, favor uh, quite a lot. Uh, we don't have them as favorites. They're currently uh, ranked um, uh, number five in, in our listing. But um, I still think that's going to be a particularly tough game. And then the next opponent after that is most likely to be either the Netherlands or England if we get that far in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. So uh, that actually, in that, ironically, may actually be slightly easier than the quarterfinal for Brazil. And how have you revised your assessment of England's chances based on performances? 
Well, it's, it's quite surprising, actually, that England have been gone straight down the line. Uh, I think the most likely outcome of both the, the 1-0 and the 2-0 game uh, were, were, in fact, 1-0 and 2-0. So it, despite some media anxiety uh, over those games, uh, they pretty much have delivered straight down the line. And indeed, I think Sweden, uh, we, never saw, we always saw them as the um, uh, toughest opponent in the group. And uh, 2-2, uh, I think, was, you know, it's perhaps a higher scoreline than we would have expected, but uh, certainly uh, not a surprising result. So uh, England actually, it, this morning, uh, have a 6.2% chance of winning the trophy. Uh, and actually, at the start of the tournament, we had them at 6.2%. So they've not moved at all. It has to be said, though, at the, about a week or so before the tournament, we had them down at 5%. Uh, and they have come up uh, based on some of the friendlies that are coming into the tournament. So, uh, you know, anyway, they're still pretty much where they were, I think. Yeah, you said in the last uh, discussion that we had that um, in terms of when we talked about the impact of Wayne Rooney, um, that actually Michael Owen would have been a bigger loss to the England team. And now, of course, the England team have lost Michael Owen. Um, what do you think the impact of that cruciate ligament is going to be? Yes, I, we haven't got precise figures on uh, that, but um, we haven't actually run the, the analysis. But um, our intuition is certainly that Michael Owen is the stronger player when he's playing, uh, and that uh, even though he obviously had not had attracted some criticism and had been pulled off the pitch and so forth uh, during the um, group stage games. Uh, we still regarded him as the sort of strongest uh, forward that uh, Sven Goran Eriksson had. So I think the loss of him is actually a serious blow, even though perhaps from a 2-3 game judgment, uh, people wouldn't think so. But uh, I think that is, that is certainly not good news. In terms of going forwards, I mean, obviously the next opponent is Ecuador. That's going to be a tough game, but it's one that is winnable for England. Uh, then the next, um, in the quarterfinal, the most likely opponent is going to be the Dutch or the Portuguese. Uh, and I think more likely the Dutch, in fact. Uh, and so I think that, uh, unfortunately, Holland is a team that I think people are currently underestimating. And, uh, you know, on the other hand, Argentina are also a team that people are overestimating. So the, uh, that sort of led to the, uh, to the draw that we saw the other day between those two. But um, I, I would be uh, concerned about heading into a Netherlands quarterfinal uh, without Michael Owen, that's for sure. Have you done any analysis based on the formation? No, very hard formation. to do. Yeah, no, I do agree. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of stuff we ought to have done. Um, and certainly um, formation. I mean, sometimes, I mean, often the obstacles of these things are getting sort of reliable data sources. And so uh, getting a reliable uh, source of data on what the formation was and sort of what the outcome, you know, how different formations fare against different formations. I think this would be a really interesting thing to do. But, uh, you know, at the moment it's sort of still... Um, we're still sort of mired in sort of the hand-to-hand combat of just getting the actual predictions uh, sort of as accurate as we can at the moment. <laughs> data is data is everything in this in this I think, and I mean that's partly the great frustration with international games is that you can really only get full-time scores. So, you know, we run a shots on target model for the Prem and um, the other three leagues uh, in England, uh, but uh, you just can't do that kind of thing in. Um, uh, down you know, for the for the World Cup because you know you just don't know how many shots on target there were for Australia versus Samoa or whatever, you know <laughs> sort of other kinds of sort of mad uh, mad things like that. I mean probably actually one thing that would be interesting for us to try and develop would be a hybrid model where we can accommodate shots on target data insofar as it exists. Um, these are quite these quite thorny sort of uh, quite thorny sort of uh, scientific issues actually. And let's look at Germany as the hosts. Um, I mean, you rated Germany quite highly based on the fact that they were the home team. Do you think you're justified in that rating? 
Uh, well, I think so. I mean, Germany today um, are, again, still pretty much at the uh, percentage that we had them at at the outset. So uh, they started off with uh, about a uh, 12% chance of lifting the trophy. And I think this morning it's 11.9. So, uh, so they pretty much have uh, come in exactly as we uh, were, were thinking they would. So, you know, I think, again, you know, historically not a particularly strong German team, but home advantage is enormously important for uh, these kinds of uh, tournaments. And, you know, the next opponent is going to be Sweden. That, that should be a winnable game for them. And then quarterfinal, uh, most likely opponent there is going to be Argentina. So, again, a historically weak Argentinian team against a historic, uh, you know, a German team with a home advantage. I think that also is winnable. So I certainly would see the Germans good, uh, having a good run into the semifinals. Mm. So if we're not going to put our money on Brazil, and considering that uh, France is your second favourite, so sort of looking uh, a little bit ropey to, to make it through to the, uh, the next stage, at the point of this conversation, of course, um, where's a good bet for the, uh, to, to lift the trophy? Well, I mean, I still think that France represents an underestimated team, uh, and Spain and Portugal are the other two that we think that the bookmakers are currently um, uh, underestimating, and indeed, uh, to some degree, the Netherlands. So, um, but it, um, it actually, this sort of situation does change every day in the sense that, um, you know, the bookmakers' odds are moving around, uh, usually overreacting to developments uh, rather than taking a sort of more balanced and uh, longer view. But uh, those, those teams continue to be the ones that I think people are underestimating. Henry, thank you very much. All right, cheers.